Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Stress, fact of life. We all deal with it every day. Webster's defines it classically as a pressure or tension exerted on a material object, a strain. That might be us, and it was never really thought of as either a negative aspect of life, just an aspect of life itself. Stress is with a new job. Stress is getting married. Stress is starting a family. Stress is winning a competition, fulfilling a project that you've been working on for a long time. All of these events exert a pressure or tension on us, but not necessarily negative. Our bodies are meant to adapt to life's challenges, whether they be physical or mental, emotional, as we move through the cycle of the day. And we are inherently resilient and have the capacity to respond to stressors in many different ways. However, for the general public, stress in modern life has brought forth a more negative connotation. Hans Sale, a pioneering Hungarian endocrinologist who some considered one of the first to demonstrate the existence of biological stress, defines stress as the rate of wear and tear on the body. Today, we're going to speak with Dr. Gary Weiner, naturopathic physician and licensed acupuncturist in Portland, Oregon, about the role of stress on the wear and tear of the body. But first, I wanted to share some facts with you about stress and health. According to the American Psychological Association, nearly half of all Americans report that stress has a negative impact on both their personal and professional lives as well as having long-term health consequences ranging from fatigue to obesity, heart disease, anxiety and depression, as well as a host of other chronic diseases. 43% of all adults suffer adverse health effects from stress. 75 to 90% of all doctor's visits are for stress-related ailments and complaints. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, known as OSHA, declared stress a hazard of the workplace. Stress costs American industry more than $300 billion annually. And finally, I don't want to forget all the people returning from wars, the people who have survived natural disasters, who too may be living with additional stressors and long-term effects that contribute to their physical and mental, emotional health issues. Today, we'll learn more about the impact stressors have on our health when we speak with Dr. Gary Weiner, who's a naturopathic physician, licensed acupuncturist, and co-owner of Pearl Natural Health. Dr. Weiner graduated from the National College of Natural Medicine with degrees both in naturopathic medicine and classical Chinese medicine. He specializes in the treatment of chronic disease, thyroid and endocrine disorders, irritable bowel disease, and autoimmune disorders. He lectures frequently and is a member of the advisory committee to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Dr. Gary Weiner, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Thanks for having me, Ellen. Well, Gary, let's start with 
This is a, an interesting list of facts on stress and illness. So how do you see and define stress in relationship to one's health? Well, um, the body has to react to everything that happens in our life, emotional, physical, environmental. And everybody that I see in my clinic comes with a story of lots and lots of stressors in their life. And usually in these cases where health is breaking down, the body has a problem with responding appropriately to all these stresses at the time when they visit with me. In fact, the body has stopped responding in a healthy way to adapt to all of these stressors that it encounters. So you mean they've lost their capacity to adapt to stress. And so what starts to happen? What are you seeing? Well, what, what happens when you can't adapt to stress when you can't adapt to emotional difficulties, when you can't adapt to the food that you're eating, when you can't adapt to various toxins in the environment and pollution, when you can't adapt any longer to handle some disease that you, you suddenly have or some, uh, some other health challenge, then the, the body begins to lose its ability to function and various organs and systems of the body don't function at a level that creates health. Now, this can mean that uh, the thyroid gland stops producing enough hormone. The adrenal gland stops making enough of the hormones that control allergic reactions. Uh, it can mean that the blood pressure gets too high or gets too low. It means that the heart stops functioning in, in an optimal way. And we could go through one system, Ellen, after the next and see where there's a kind of, I think the word is decompensation that starts to happen. And then patients get, a, people get a lot of symptoms and um, one becomes vulnerable to actually having a pathology uh, suddenly. Okay, so somebody comes in and they have um, hypertension and they're tired and they, their digestion is lousy and they can't sleep. And how do you start to kind of unwind all of this, all of these complex symptoms? And, and how do you help them understand the role of stress in this? Well, uh, you know, any, any evaluation of somebody with uh, health problems, I'm going to look at what is the role of stress and stressors in their life. And if I come up with, uh, if I get an impression that it's, that stress is high, that stressors are present, then we seek to break it down further into what they are. And, you know, it, it, it does tend to boil down to the gland called the adrenal gland, Ellen, which is, you know, as you know, this, the, the, these stress hormone-producing glands that sit on top of each of our kidneys. Doing an assessment of that uh, gland to see how it's functioning, and is it able to produce the, the juice, the, the, the hormonal juice that neutralizes stress in the body? And what we see with a lot of people with health problems, a lot of people with autoimmune diseases, a lot of people with chronic fatigue and digestive difficulties, uh, is that that gland has ceased producing the juice at levels it needs to, to, 
to be healthy and to handle stress well. So we have a kind of decompensating stress reaction mechanism in the body that is usually partnered to the health problem. And if we don't focus on it, if we don't uh, do something about it, uh, more problems ensue. So that juice is called? Well, the, the, the adrenal gland makes uh, a lot of hormones. But the main things that we're looking at are cortisol, uh, dehydroepiandrosterone, also known as DHEA, and of course the fight-or-flight hormones epinephrine and norepinephrine which when we're highly stressed often are over-secreted uh, and cause uh, a host of problems in their own right. So there are people that are in a, uh, kind of like a high state of stress, right? And they're walking around and they're probably secreting a little bit more of that norepinephrine, that adrenaline, as we commonly call it, right, through the system. That's right. And, you know, the, this uh, scientist, Hans Sale, uh, who uh, decades ago studied what chronic stress does to mammals, he unfortunately, he, he, he dissected rats that had been stressed out Ooh. beyond the imagination uh, in a laboratory situation and then looked at what happened to their organs. And what he found was, and he also tested them while they were still alive, seeing high blood pressure, blood sugar problems, cardiovascular problems of various kinds, and ulceration of vital uh, tissue structures in the digestive system. So we know, uh, and, and of course there's been a lot of human research ever since, that uh, you know, high stress hormone secretion in the first stages of stress problems is very damaging to the system. And on the other flip side of that, when that goes on for a long time, and you and I both know that we're seeing people out in the world and we've experienced it ourselves where we are under stress for long, long periods of time. The whole mechanism of being able to cope with all of the things we have to react to starts to wear away and what you really have then is the opposite. You have very low hormone output and that's, a, that's another problem. That's another phase of the same problem. It's kind of like depleting your bank account, right? You're kind of running or your gas in the car. You're just running on empty. And you're just borrowing and borrowing and right. borrowing and pretty much the banks say, sorry, we can't loan you any, money, any more money. We haven't received any payments. You can't even raise the debt ceiling, right? Exactly. You can't do that. And yet, you know, I refuse to make the debt ceiling part of the argument. Right, exactly. <laughs> However, you know, what, what we do have to do, instead of borrowing more, what we have to do is invest, to quote our president, in the infrastructure of our lives, the infrastructure of our health. And that's where we come to what do we have to change to reduce the stressors and to repair what has been damaged from all the trauma. Where do you go the next place? Let's, let's give our listeners something. What would they do? How can you do that? Let's say your life out there can't change, you know? You, you, you're stressed. You've got a lot of stress in your life. You've got work stress, family stress, financial stress. And, of course, you have health stress because you're not feeling well. What do you do? Well, the, what you do is you control the things that you can control, so that you have a better ability to deal with the factors that you cannot control. So what we can control is what we eat, uh, how we move, and uh, we have the ability to develop 
habits and behaviors, and I'm going to use the word practices because it leads to uh, one of the solutions uh, that is often recommended in my practice, and that is we have the ability to shift the way that we respond to the stuff of life that are the challenges and the obstacles in relationship and to develop mindfulness practices wherein we shift our ability in responding so that we don't just react inappropriately to the next thing that happens. And, uh, you know, the best way to do this is to learn the meditative arts. Uh, you and I both uh, know about a discipline called mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is um, written about so eloquently by uh, John Kabat-Zinn, where people can learn to meditate, can learn to breathe, can learn not to jump, and can start to reframe, to reframe what is occurring as it's occurring so that they don't deplete their health. Right. In, in the simple act of, of responding to uh, someone saying, go here, do this, I want this. Really what we're talking about is, is, is giving the system some internal support to increase flexibility and become more responsive as opposed to reactive, really. That seems to be what you're saying, right? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, stressors are psychological. Stressors are physical in the environment, mm -hmm. food poisons, breathing in smoke, smoking a cigarette, medicines that people are taking uh, for long periods of time can be stressors on the body. Um, there are things that we are taking into our bodies from the environment that we do have control over. Mm -hmm. And of course, food is, uh, you know, using food as a kind of practice, making a, a healing practice out of the choices that we make in what we put into our mouth, taking the time around food preparation to uh, create beautiful food that's nurturing to us can be the gateway for a lot of people mm -hmm. to begin to shift what they're doing in their life that is uh, producing stress. So just as a, as a final few thoughts, um, it sounds like, and I know this too, and you and I know this just from working with patients, that you can change, right? I mean, you can really start to transform your system and... Um, improve your health just through reducing stress. And so I was just wondering if you could just share, you know, maybe one last thought on, you know, what, what would a person do um, to get that support? I mean, uh, to start to improve their health and reduce the negative impacts of stress on their system. Well, definitely get some help. Um, I think, you know, while there are some very good books out there, there's one in particular by uh, Dr. Wilson uh, called uh, Adrenal Fatigue, where he walks people step by step through adrenal recovery. Uh, the, the most important thing to do is to, to do an assessment uh, of, of what is stressful in life, be it relationships, be it uh, activities, be it uh, substances, uh, be it the diet, be it one's marriage, or uh, to, to isolate and define each of those areas in column one. And in column two, to start to 
get creative about how one could begin to shift what's happening in each of those areas to, to change it and make it less of a stressor in life. And, and so, and it's, of course, it's very helpful to get uh, assistance in this from uh, a healthcare practitioner who is experienced in working with stress-related illness. That's great. So for people who want to contact you, maybe get some help if they have any kind of chronic disease and feel that they're also under undue stress, how could they reach you? How they, could they contact you? Well, you can contact me through our, my clinic, our clinic, uh, Pearl Natural Health at uh, www.pearlnaturalhealth.com. Uh, the phone number over there is 503-230-8973. Or feel free to write an email to uh, pearl at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Okay. Well, Gary, thanks so much for spending time with us today on Health Currents Radio and talking to us about stress and disease and stress and health. Thanks for having me, Ellen. So just leaving us with one last thought for today, Dr. Weiner was talking about mindfulness practices and just wanted to share with you that the National Institute on Health did some studies suggesting that mindfulness practices may help people manage stress, cope better with serious illness, reduce anxiety and depression. And many people who practice mindfulness have reported an increased ability to relax, a greater enthusiasm for life and improved self-esteem. And what we're talking about is a program that was developed by Dr. John Kabat-Zinn at the UMass Medical uh, School in 1979 called the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. And um, it's been featured in the Bill Moyers documentary, Healing in the Mind. And over 18,000 people have completed this eight-week course, which takes place over two hours a week. Um, which offers intensive training in mindfulness and meditation, and actually how you integrate it into the challenges, the adventures of everyday life. If you want more information on these courses called MBSR, in your community, if you don't live in the Portland area, you can go to www.umassmed.edu slash MBSR. In Portland, there are a number of programs, and I also offer a program at Pearl Natural Health, so you can go to our website there, www.pearlnaturalhealth.com. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, download us on the mobile app Stitcher, or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Gile Neufeld. <laughs>